You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First in the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer, Asiasen, and Mike Valenti. Oh, we're back. It's a holiday edition, people. Doesn't get any better than this now, does it? Boomer, how are you? Hey, Mike. uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. It's great to see you. And uh, I got to tell you, the way the NFL season is finishing out here, I don't necessarily know that it can get any more exciting unless, of course, you're a Jet fan. And we all saw what happened Thursday night. It was not pretty. But, you know, to think that the Jaguars, if they win out, win the AFC South, is amazing because if you and I would have talked about this six weeks ago – after the Tennessee Titans had come off of their win against the Green Bay Packers, we would have said there's no way anybody in the NFC South was going to catch them. No, Tennessee couldn't have looked better. They haven't won a game since. And then you're right. I mean, the Jags, big win over the Titans, big win over the Ravens. I... You know what? We'll just discuss last night as we hit the rundown. Why don't we do this? This is the NFL Rundown. All right, so we we can we could start with the positive, which is the Jags and Booms. When you look at their remaining slate, they're kind of like the AFC Lions. They could do this. They can win these last three games, and it's led by Trevor Lawrence, who's just he's become the dude. He's a top ten quarterback in the league. I mean, do you think they get in? I do think they get in, and um, I have to say that the hiring of Doug Peterson and cleaning up the Urban Meyer mess. Uh, you got to give Shad Khan, their owner, yeah. uh, a lot of credit for that. He realized he made a mistake. Uh, the team did not respond to Urban, and they are responding to Doug Peterson. It's taken a while for them to get here. The one thing that I do recognize, and it reminded me of myself back in 1985. It was my second year. I took over for Kenny Anderson. I went out on the field. We played against the San Diego Chargers and Dan Fouts, and we lost the game 44-42. to But I walked off of that field saying, you know what? I now know that I belong here. I know what I'm doing. I can read defenses. I understand our offense. And it was like it all came together for me in my second year. And when you watch Doug Peterson handling Trevor Lawrence and you watch how he played Thursday night against the Jets, you know, I feel that I see the same attributes in him. And that's why when he at six foot six is running the way he's running and throwing the way he's throwing in those conditions. You know, you're right on. I think you're spot on about that. And now I have to admit that you also were 100% spot on about Zach Wilson. And this goes all the way back to week one when we started this show. You told me you watched this kid is not ready for prime time. But, Boomer, here's what kills me. I was looking at some numbers. Like, do you realize he has the same quarterback rating as Jamarcus Russell through 22 starts? Yes. That's how bad this is. That's that's This is like all-time bad. It is all-time bad. Now, Jamarcus Russell also had a purple drank problem. Yeah, but, a bit. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that that is the problem here with Zach Wilson. I just think that he is in way over his head. Now, he's 22 games into his career. 
Uh, I know what they see. I know there are times that we see on the field certain plays that he does well and he throws well. But overall, the one thing that we as quarterbacks are responsible for, Mike, is getting our team into the end zone. And there has to be a spirit. There has to be a belief and there has to be a confidence in the guy who's standing behind center because everybody in this sport knows how important that person is. And very rarely does a team go and win a championship with a player that the team doesn't respect, and it's obvious right. to all of us. But here's my question, Boomer. And again, I don't, I'm not even going to hold, forget about Jets history, forget about Sam Darnold. Let's just look at the individual selection, right? How do you go through the process and, and miss this badly where th- this kid I mean, we're talking about barely a 50% completion rate. We're talking about the number two pick. They passed on fields, right? They Hell, they passed. I mean, if they had Mac Jones, they'd be a playoff team. Boomer, how do you miss this bad? Well, it's hard to say because Joe Douglas, for the most part, is hit on everything else. Uh, He is going to have, most likely, uh, the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner, the offensive rookie of the year uh, in Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, his running back out of, uh, you know, in the second round. Uh, was going to be one of these players that was also going to be there. So I would just say that, you know, for me, it's it's hard to find the right guy. It's hard to find the right player at that position that high in the draft. And the one thing I, I will say is that you also had the San Francisco 49ers taking Trey Lance. Yep. You know, so the one thing I will say about both Mac Jones, even though he hasn't played well as of late, and Justin Fields is that neither one of those guys seem to be too intimidated about playing and what they're doing. No. Um, but these two kids, Trey Lance looked in way over his head, and now Zach Wilson is uh, shown to be the same. So where, where, I guess for context, it's not salacious. It's just from a context standpoint, Boomer, where is Wilson on, on an all-time bust list? I mean, I put him with Jamarcus, Ryan Leaf. You want to put uh, Tim Couch in there. Like, you want to go way back, you go Rick Meyer, but, like, Booms, he's in that company, right? He is. It's this bad. Yeah, he is definitely in that company. The question is, you know, what are the Jets going to do with him now? They have a couple games left. Uh, You know, they have 10 days off until they play their next game in Seattle. Do they go with Strevler? Do they go with Mike White if he's healthy? Do they go with Joe Flacco? I don't know how they could put Zach Wilson back out on the field, but they may. They just may because he's the second overall pick. I hope they don't. I hope they don't do it for him. And I hope they don't do it because of the rest of their team. So uh, what's really, really bad about this, Mike, is if they would have had any sort of reasonable quarterback play, they are league a playoff average. team. A playoff a league team. League average. Yes. They, they would absolutely be a playoff team. And you're, the roster is good. Just because it's not star-studded doesn't mean it's not good. It's very good. And you look at the play they've gotten from Wilson. And I'm sorry, I can't let Salah off the hook either. Because – I I said to you, I go halftime. You got to get a bench him. Someone's going to, they're going to kill this kid. And they kept putting him out there to the point that the defense quit. Yeah. I, they, and I, I hate they, using that word. I hate it. Well, that's what happens when, when a team doesn't believe in the guy who's supposed to be the guy, the leader. Uh, it kind of permeates throughout the roster, Mike. That's what football is all about. Football is about that quarterback. You know, a lot of guys will put up with a young quarterback and deal with all the mistakes that a rookie may make, and they'll bust their ass to support him, kind of like Seattle did for Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson first showed up out, out there. But now here we are in the second year, and you actually have rookies calling out the second-year quarterback, and that's when you know you got a problem. So, look, I don't want to 
focus on the negative this holiday weekend. No, I know. I, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather think about the teams like Jacksonville and the Lions and the Giants uh, potentially all making the playoffs when at the beginning of the year, let's face it, none of us, none of us gave any of those three teams a chance to even be where they are right now in this point in the season. So let's go to the Giants. Let's move to that next because, look, that's as improbable of, uh, of a win as I – recent memory as a Giants fan. I mean, look, they got a defensive touchdown. They got a couple huge red zone turnovers. Booms, do you think they're in, or they still got to get one more, don't they? They got to get one more. They still have to play the Colts. This could be a tough game for them on the road at Minnesota, and thank God it's in a dome and it's not outside because it's freezing outside in Minnesota these days. But um, you know, this I don't like the matchup from the Giant perspective because you know they're playing a quarterback who's going to have you know over four thousand yards passing. He's going to have probably close to thirty-five touchdown passes. They're playing the best wide receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is basically shot out of a cannon every game he plays. And Christian Darrisaw is one of the best young left tackles in football. So this is not a great matchup uh, for the Giants. And I know their defense played well last week, but that was a, a better matchup for them. They knew the, the Washington Commanders because they played them two weeks ago. Completely yeah. different set of circumstances here, Mike. I'm sorry that your team's going to struggle on the road here in no, Minneapolis. No, 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 listen. I, I, that's where Booms, I said they got to get one. Is it, is it the Colts game? Is it a situation if at the end of the year – does Philly need the game or not? Do you get a, do you get a little bit of a break? No, I, believe me, I, they're they're up against it this week. Well, I know the, that. the thing I about just... Philly is that you know they're still playing for the number one seed, and now right. Jalen Hurts is not playing against Dallas. You know that's that's a big thing. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but I, I just think that uh, Philadelphia may end up having to play that final game of the season. Yeah, I, that's it. Unfortunately, it's the first thing I thought of. It wasn't oh Jalen's hurt. It was oh God. Cowboys are going to beat them, <laughs> and they're going to need that game at the end. Yeah. You know, go with the Vikings for a second. You figure it out. Like, I, you and I have not been kind to them. We think they're, they're way above their head here. But that comeback was incredible. But what do, you, what do you make of the Vikings? And then, look, beyond it, are they – will you believe in them? Like, do you believe they'll win a playoff game? I swear to you, I don't care who makes it as the seven. Yeah. I'm going to pick against the Vikings. Yeah, well, I guess it all depends on who is uh, at seven. If it's the Lions, I think it's going to be tough. I think the Lions, because the Lions know them, and Jared Goff's playing well, and the Lions have the offense to be able to go against that suspect Philadelphia – I mean, uh, Minnesota defense. And that's the thing about me. I want to know who has defense. Defense is what wins. Now, of course, these great quarterbacks – you know, add on to a team that has a, a balance of great defense and great offense. But, uh, you know, that's why I think San Francisco is still the team that is going to be a pain in the ass to play in the playoffs. Oh, God, yeah. Right, because their defense is so good, and Brock Purdy is not turning the ball over. They're not asking him to do a lot, and, and Kyle Shanahan had a brilliant game plan last week when they, you know, when they go out to Seattle and beat them. So uh, I just I don't think the Vikings have a great defense. That's the problem that I have. And they've had a miracle wins this year. I can't think about a couple of their wins. The win at Buffalo and then the win last week. And the win that, that happened last week, the reason that the Vikings played the way they did or got behind the way they did was because of interceptions, fumbles, block punts. It really wasn't their defense that gave up the points. But then again, Matt Ryan was just awful in that game and would never throw the ball further than 10 yards down the field. Uh, yeah, all right, you mentioned it, and then we'll move on because I got a million other things more important than Matt Ryan. Yeah. But I mean, between the Super Bowl twenty-eight-three and then this, uh, that might just be a sign. Go hit the hammock. 
Just go yeah. to the beach, man. Yeah, you know, this I think it's a different time in his career. You. Different time in his career. You know, back then he had Julio Jones had a great running game with the Atlanta Falcons when they lose the Super Bowl to the Patriots. This, you know, you can see, like, he's very cautious. He's oh, not throwing the ball painful. down the field at all. And everybody wants their quarterback to at least test down the field four or five, six, seven times a game, depending on who your wide receivers are. And Matt just will not do it. And that's why they're turning this this team over to Nick Foles now, finally. Yeah, also, by the way, Jeff, Saturday, the fourth quarter hits, and that team Ooh. goes absolute zombie mode. That's the third time it's happened. So I think we can put that storyline to bed. Um, you know, I was going to ask you about the bomb cyclone because both you and I are dealing with it in cold weather towns. But yep. seven games this week below freezing, six below 10 degrees. You played in something that was uh, – Cincinnati's not exactly a tropical climate. I mean, how bad is this when you're a player? It's not too bad. The, the thing that you worry about is the wind. Uh, I played in a game when I was with the Jets against the Buffalo Bills. It was minus 33 to 35 below zero. We played a 1 o'clock Sunday game. We had the heated benches, all the heated jets on the sideline, and it wasn't that bad, Mike, to tell you the truth, as long as it wasn't windy. And it was a decent game. Both Jim Kelly and I handled the ball relatively well. The guy that didn't handle the the game very well for us was our kicker, Kerry Blanchard. Uh He missed three field goals. He makes one of them. We're going to the playoffs. Kickers, I hate kickers. Well, I mean, they're the ones that have it the hardest, I think. When you're outside, it's windy and it's cold. Um, so I, I would I would just say as long as the wind is not too bad, it's not all as it's not that bad to play in it. And I think the Miami Dolphins proved that last week. They they had a hell of a game against Buffalo. They really did. And Tua played a hell of a game in those in, in those elements. So do you all right, so which which is which here? Do you were you a little concerned that the Bills gave up game control there? Like they had it and then they kind of go into that lull and also they got gutted on the ground by Miami of all teams, but then go to the other side of it. Or do you give more credit where now you, you go, well, look, I know Miami's lost several in a row here, but like I'm, I, I at least believe they're going to write this thing and get in. Yeah, I think they will too. And I, I like their coach. I like the way that he goes about things. Nothing seems to be you know, overly emotional with him. He seems to be even keel. And I know that he, they, they put a lot of stock into this game up in Buffalo. And everybody, including you and I, were talking about whether or not Miami could handle the cold weather. And you yeah. know what? They handled it just fine. And I'm sure he was talking about it and didn't make a big deal of it. But now they get the Packers at home this week. And I think, you know, they've been, they spent two weeks out in California, got their asses kicked out there, had to go to Buffalo. But now they get it straightened out, I would think, coming home against the Packers, knowing that they're playing to keep their playoff hopes alive. Got to ask you about the Patriots, the finish. Just straight up, is that, is that bar none the worst last play, the worst loss you've ever seen? I yeah. was in disbelief watching it. Well, Total, the, And for a Belichick team, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Well, these are players that did this on their own. The coaches didn't tell them to do this. And it all starts with, first of all, calling the play in the first place as opposed to taking a knee and taking it to overtime. Right. So that's where you start. So the coach said, call a play. Matt Patricia called a play. You know, Chandler Jones misses the tackle at the line of scrimmages and laying face down after he misses Ramondre Stevenson. And then for some reason, Ramondre decides to flip the ball, you know, back to Jacoby Myers. And I'm thinking, okay, what's he going to do with it? If I'm Not Mac, that. Now, if I'm Mac Jones and I'm the quarterback and I'm standing there and I'm looking at this ball coming at me, I'm like, what the F just happened? What? What are you doing? <laughs> Why? And now, Why? by this time, Chandler Jones gets up, and he stands there, and the ball comes right to him. 
And I, I have never seen anything quite like that. And again, that was not coach driven. That was player driven. So when I think about the miracle in the Meadowlands with Herm Edwards, that was kind of coach driven and Larry Zonka didn't want the ball and he didn't take the ball. They fumbled it. Herm Edwards picks it up and they have the miracle in the Meadowlands. But was that that the Joe Pisarczyk era? Yes. Exactly. Oh, God. I heard about that growing up from my dad, who's a lifelong fan. Right, then I think John McVeigh got fired right after that. Sounds right. All right, look, we got a lot more to do, and I'm just going to tell you in no uncertain terms, Boomer and I are really good at picking games. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't even care anymore. We're going to do the picks. We've got a holiday list to get through. I also, Booms, we got to talk about some teams who kind of took the week off last week. We'll explain more of that. Lots to do. Holiday edition here. A bomb cyclone edition of kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, pe- people, this is really simple. It, 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 it ain't bragging if you back it up. And we finally got Scones on board here who produces the show. We're just really good at this, Boomer. Is it okay to say that? Well, you know, I remember being blamed for this segment early on in the year. And now yep. all of a sudden we've come all the way through the year. You're at 113, 89, and 4, and I'm 110, 92, and 4. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, i.e. like 40 games over 500 together. You take it. That's pretty good. Yes. So, yeah, let's hope we don't collapse. But let's, uh, let's get to the pick. Picks of the week. All right, we got a bomb cyclone, people. I can't get enough of that phrase. It's totally ridiculous. All right. Bills laying eight and a half as they travel to Chicago. Boomer. You know, I got to tell you, Justin Fields is fun to watch, isn't he? It's neighborhood football. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. In the right ways. I know. I know. But still, you know, what this kid is doing right now for the Bears. uh, Incredible. It is incredible. And I think he keeps the game close. I'm going to take the Bears and the points. I know the Bills, you know, can handle the outdoor weather. They have their own uh, indestructible quarterback. But for whatever reason, you know, Justin Fields each and every week comes back and forth with these just unbelievable plays. The Bills win the game, but I think they'll keep it within the number of the Bears. Yeah, and you know what with the Bills, like Boomer, I was looking back. I mean, the Bills are really good. We know this. But they're just not the monolith that we thought they were. You know, they've covered two seven-point or bigger spreads, and they both were the first two weeks of the season. They're 0-4, their last four, as a favorite of this number. And i got to be honest with you, you're right. Justin Fields just continues to put the team on his back, make these incredible plays. I'm going to take the Bears, take the 8.5. 
Let's go Browns laying two and a half as they host the Saints. Bomb cyclone. Yeah, this is definitely a bomb cyclone. Be interesting to see how Deshaun <laughs> Watson plays in this game. He's gotten better and better each week. And last week, yep. this is a game where I took the Browns over the Ravens because I didn't think the Ravens have much of an offense. You know, interestingly enough, the Saints are still in this, believe it or not. Their defense is going to be much better than the Ravens' defense was last week. I think this is another low-scoring game. I'm good. I'm going to take the Browns. If this were three and a half, I would have taken the Saints. Agree. But I'm going to take the Browns because it's under three, and I think it's going to be a three to four point game. Agree. One worry would be Nick Chubb's health. Injured the foot. We got to wait and see. But dome team outside, bum quarterback. Hold your nose. Take the Browns. So I am hearing that Nick Chubb is playing. So done. Browns. Double it down. Uh, Titans. Uh, this is a game. This is the reason I made fun of the idea of picking every game. Titans laying three to the Texans. Yeah, but just think about the Titans right now. Like We talked about this earlier in the show about them beating Green Bay. They land, in, uh, they land back home in Tennessee, Nashville. Their offense coordinator gets pulled over for a DUI. Their general manager then gets fired. Uh, yeah. Their quarterback is now hurt, Ryan Tannehill, and he's out for the year. And so – Things are coming apart at the seams for the Titans. And this game really doesn't mean anything for the Titans. Uh, the game that's going to mean something is going to be the game after this against the Jaguars. Um, the Texans have played everybody tough and have kept every game close. This is Malik Willis playing quarterback, Mike. Oh, man. This is Malik Willis against the two-headed I, monster. Didn't Malik play the last time these two teams played and they just ran it for 400 yards? Yes, exactly. This is the key. This is the Derrick Henry game. This is where Derrick Henry demolishes Houston. He always demolishes Houston. That's why I'm taking the uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. You didn't put me in a position where I had to take the Texans. I, I just Well, I you don't have I to know. follow me. You could take whoever no, you want to take. No, it's not about that. I just, I, boom, so you're also not getting any value with that number. Three? What? It's a no. Just give me the Titans, and if we lose, we lose together. It is what it is. I got to say though that Lovey Smith has got these kids playing. He he does. I, I, and look, the players hit two, the IR. Stingley hit the IR. Like so many guys hurt. It's incredible. And they got a two-headed quarterback. They're playing with Davis Mills and the other guy. What's the other guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know the other guy. Will Driscoll. Will Driscoll. Yeah, right. Uh, but it, um, it's, I, it's interesting that what they're doing in Houston, and uh, I feel bad for Lovey. I don't know if he'll be there next year. I don't know if they'll be looking for a new coach. But what they, hold on, who, who is it? Is it Kyle Allen? Who, they play like seven guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and they're alternating quarterbacks right now. Uh, it's like Jeff a Spurrier Driscoll. offense. I want to say back Jeff Driscoll. Is that who it is? Yeah, that's yes. yes. Whatever. It could be Bob Driscoll. Chiefs lay in ten to the Seahawks. This is you know uh, what to do. Yeah, I'm, you want me to take the Seahawks? No, uh, I'm, I'm not taking the Seahawks because the Seahawks—they're trapping you stinks. with this. They're oh, they begging are. you. Yeah, the begging Seahawks. You to take all right, good. I, said, I don't know these things. You know these things, and I'm learning as we go. But uh, the Seahawks defense is terrible, and the Geno train has kind of fizzled a little bit here. Uh, the Chiefs yep. defense is not great, but I do think Patrick Mahomes coming off a 36 for 41 game last week against the Texans put his team on his back when they needed him to do it. I think they blow the Seahawks out this week. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it as a get-right spot. Plus, this is a Super Bowl team. Their standard is way higher than the product they put out last week against Houston. Come home, reeling opponent. I think they drill Seattle. Mm -hmm. Bengals laying three now. Line is down to three. Bengals laying three at the Patriots. 
This is the rat line of the week. Yeah, I know you're going to take the Patriots. I love the Bengals, so I don't care. They're playing. They and the 49ers are the two hottest teams in football right now. Yeah. Joe Burrow is just playing monster football. The offensive line, running game, wide receivers, everybody is stepping up. You know, they got down 17 points last week. I know you wanted to text me. And I know you no. wanted to tell me, no. don't, you know, don't, I told you not to take them, whatever. I forget what you said about the Bengals last I week. I said, no, I, this is erroneous. I okay. said nothing. <laughs> I, said I felt nothing. like you did, I, but I felt like, you know what, I'm sitting there at the NFL today and I feel like Mike Valenti wants to text me right now no. and just tell me I made the wrong pick. I made I the right pick last Zach week. Wilson. I made the right pick last week and I'm going to make the right pick again this week. The Bengals We'll go in there. Tight game, I think, for sure. Bomb cyclone yeah. game. But I do think that they cover the number. You know what's amazing, too, Boomer? And I, I just popped this in the notes. They're 10-1-1 one one against the spread. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're to me, they're the team people are sleeping on a little bit. I know Buffalo and Kansas City's everyone's dream. I still think Cincinnati's got a, a lot to say wait, about Wait, who's this. sleeping on this? I think a I lot mean, of people not named Boomer. Yeah, look, I mean, the we, Bengals already You identified the it early. I know, but nationally, Boomer, you know this. People view them as three of three. I think they're still the team that's able to go to Arrowhead and do it, able to go to Buffalo and do it. I think they're going to beat the Bills next week. Right, so if they beat the Bills next week, there's a good chance that they could have the number one seed. I'm on board. You don't have to tell me. I just got to find a Lou Adoromo headset. I'm ready to go. I wouldn't say a good chance. I'd say an outside chance of getting the number one seed. But the fact that they're leading the AFC North right now as Baltimore has imploded over the last – you know, six to eight weeks, and their uh, their passing offense is just brutal. Uh, just lets me know just how balanced this team is, and that's what I'm telling you. Balance, balance is what wins. In honor of the Rudolph Christmas special, claymation edition, Island of Misfit Toys. I'll be the, I'll be the lone wolf on the Pats. I'll be the cowboy who rides an ostrich. Okay. Uh, Lions laying two and a half to the Panthers. Oh boy, I'm taking the Lions, man. Two and a half going again, with it again, again. If it were three and a half. You know, maybe yeah. I would take the home team here, but it, it is Sam Darnold after all. They don't put up a lot of points. You know, you've been telling me about the Lions now for six weeks. There's something the going plan, on man. here. There's something going on here. You talk about a team that is surging at the right time, healthy at the right time. It's this team, so I'll take the Lions. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm scared to do it, but I'm with you. And and you know what, too? Outside of last week where it just was a bad week for the Panthers, Steve Wilkes has done a really nice job. Like, I know we just talked about Lovey. Wilkes has done an incredible job in an impossible situation. But it has not been extraordinary. Uh, uh, you're right. They haven't gone undefeated. Which means that uh, David Tepper is, being, is going to be looking for a new head coach. Yeah, no question. Um, Ravens lay in seven, hosting the Falcons. A bomb cyclone game. Is Lamar playing? No. So you got Desmond Ritter, who I told you was going to have a brutal game last week against the Saints. I know. They still ran for 240. Yeah, they the did. The Artie Party running scheme. The Artie Party running scheme. I don't, I don't think they'll do that here, but this 7.5 is a lot of points to be given, especially for for a Ravens team that usually does not do well. I'm going to take the Ravens, and the reason I'm going to take the Ravens, it's outside. And I think that, you know what? They're hearing all the whispers about whether or not they're a good team. Believe I just heard a guy down in Baltimore give a whole synopsis on the passing game of the Ravens and how awful it is. No matter who's playing quarterback, Lamar or Huntley, it doesn't matter. No, it's and, horrible. And he was spot on. He's a former NFL scout. Bobby DePaul is his name. And it was unbelievable how accurate it was. And even saying that, I think the Ravens – Offense, defense, turnovers, that type of thing wins them this game and covers this number. 
All right, I'm going to take the points. I th- obviously, I think the Ravens win, but if you can line up and run the ball, it mitigates a little bit of the whole you know soft dome team thing. They run it. Niners laying seven against the Commanders. Oh, hey, yes, this is the week Chase Young plays. Yes, he is going to play finally. I didn't want to say his name. I was going to let you say it. I feel like I've been saying it for five weeks. Oh, I have been saying it for five else. weeks. I didn't say it last week because I didn't want to say it, but now we can say it this week. We can say it officially. Go ahead. What do you want to do with this one? I'm a I'm a Niners fan. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am. Uh, their defense will be all over Taylor Heineke, and if I'm they're all over Taylor Heineke and, he's, and he has a bad first half, maybe Carson Wentz comes in in the second half and throws some interceptions. <sighs> I think uh, Brock Purdy is the man. I, I'm, I'm going to ride Brock Purdy, and I'll, I'll lay the seven points. I'm with you. I'll take the Niners. This game got ruined by injury. This bothers me. Jalen Hurts out. Dallas laying five against the Eagles. I'm going to take the points and the Eagles. Um, I don't like you. Yeah, good. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is right. I, um, you know, I think the Dallas Cowboys are probably going to win this game, but I just think that the Eagles. Now, the interesting thing about this game, guys, think about this is the fact that Micah Parsons a couple weeks ago on the Von Miller podcast was questioning whether or not is it Jalen Hurts or the team around him. Well, I think we'll find that out in this game, of course. I don't think Gardner Minshew will do the things that Jalen Hurts does to get first downs, but I do think he'll keep the game close because I do believe they have a really good team. Yeah, I'll roll with it. I'm with you there. And Minshew's arguably the best backup in the sport. It's not. Well, we haven't seen him, so how do we know? Well, I mean, he's got a body of work. What about Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush has got a body of work. Yeah, but he doesn't live in a van and wear a bandana. That's Vinci's true. Yeah. A badass. <laughs> it's science. Um, yes. Steelers laying two and a half, hosting the Raiders. Bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Well, unfortunately, we lost a great Franco Harris this week. And Franco is going to be celebrated by the Pittsburgh Steelers. His number is going to be retired. One of only three numbers in Steeler history. Um there's going to be a lot of heavy hearts. There's going to be a lot of emotion. There's and no way they lose. There's no way they lose. And I do believe that Kenny Pickett's going to play. And yeah. I think I think Mike Tomlin, you know, the emotion, the fans, the situation, the Steelers show up and they show up big to, in this game. Yeah. And the opponent. Raiders just can't be trusted. They can't hold the lead. Uh, I'm with you. It was a Steelers spot before the tragic news. It sure as hell is a Steelers spot now. Um, boy. No better way to celebrate Christmas than these three games. I mean, you want to talk about a poo-poo platter. Here yes. you go. Dolphins laying four to the pack. Go. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think they show up big here. I think uh, uh, Mike McDaniel will have a great game plan for Tua Tunga-Vailoa. They'll get their act together. Hopefully they'll be playing in, in good weather down there in Miami. And meanwhile, you know, I still think Green Bay has got a lot, a long way to go offensively. And uh I'll just lay the points, and I'll take uh, Tua Tungabailo and Mike McDaniel have a huge offensive game here. All right, we're going to go quick on these last couple okay. of games. I'm going to take the points. Dolphins win, but but I think the pack cover. Broncos laying two and a half at the Rams. I'm taking the Broncos defense again. Yeah, nothing says Merry Christmas like Nate Hackett screwing up your dinner. And it's on CBS Bucks. on Sunday, so we'll see you then. I can't wait. Yes. Uh, Bucks laying seven and a half at what's left of the cards. Trace McSorley, Boomer. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. I'll lay the points. Uh, Trace McSorley. The Bucks are obviously still fighting for their playoff lives, and I think that they went out and they win the NFC South. I'll break a Cardinal rule here because I don't believe in the Cardinals, but I'll lay the seven and a half. But boy, oh boy, the Bucks. That was brutal last yep. week. Um, tough game here. Chargers laying four and a half at Indy. 
You know, we told Brian Roscona, make sure that you play Justin Herbert this week for your fantasy team and your championship game because it's indoors and it's perfect weather. And they got Mike Williams back. Their offense is rolling. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Chargers, especially coming off of that just horrific loss at the hands of the Minnesota Vikings and the fact that they're turning the game over to uh, to, to Nick Foles now. Yeah, I, and this is – I'm – I hate the Chargers as favorites, but they are putting it together. I like that they had to close a game last week. They had to actually close a game out, and they did it. Mike Williams has been a difference maker. And I'm with you, just outside looking in. I don't know how that locker room in Indy gets up off the mat after after that. I, I That is, book the trip to Mexico. The season's <laughs> over. All right, listen, we got a lot left to do. Best of the best. It's going to be Giants-Vikings. Uh, we've got the giving of the gifts. We're going to have Boomer handing out some uh, gifts and cold quarterbacks alike. A lot left to do. Don't make a move. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny next. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, last segment of the pre-holiday show. We've got a lot to cover, which includes... I think one of the toughest games of the week. Let's get to it. Best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best of the this best, week's best, best, best of the best. Oh, booms. What do we do here, man? Vikings laying four to the G-men in Minnesota. They're off the emotional high. Giants off an emotional high. What Do the Vikes have a lot to play for here? What do we want to do? You know, here's the thing. The Vikings play a lot of one-score games. The question is, what is that one score going to be? Is it going to be a field goal or is it going to be a touchdown? The Giants' secondary is abysmal, and this is a one of the better passing offenses in the NFL with the Vikings. And the reason the Vikings got down by 33 points last week is like they were sleepwalking. That game started early. They weren't ready to play. They had so many mistakes in the first half. I can't imagine that the Vikings would have that happen again this week. I think this is a game that the Vikings are going to score at least 27 points in. Uh, the, the the problem is, is that the Giants normally don't score over 20 points. New, no. And their offense is just brutal. And I just think that their, their passing game is one of the worst in the league. And I just think that the Vikings are going to be able to run up a big score here. Can, can the Giants – see, here's the thing. If we reverse engineer for a second – the Vikings' defense is horrific. Can the Giants shorten the game? I mean, I saw some strides. Like, Boomer, I thought they handled, largely handled, Washington's front last week. And there, there, there came a point in the game, they started to wear them out on the ground a little bit. And Daniel Jones had enough time to throw all the seven-yard passes you like. I, I'm with you. I think this is a really tough spot, back-to-back on the road. I'll go Minnesota, but man, I tell you, I 
God, doesn't it just feel like a little 24-21 game? It, well, it would if it were not the Minnesota Vikings. I just, you know, they're playing you indoors. You think they're going to run a number here? I do. I, I yeah, they're indoors. Uh, once they get it cranking, uh, they're going to they're going to basically exploit the defensive backs of the Giants in this yeah, game. And also, no, it, it's it's no Adoree Jackson, right. uh, no Xavier McKinney. Hope he had fun riding his ATV in bye week. Um, I mean, the Giants are just down their best players. They're right. down and I just, players. I, right, and I, and I do think, and we saw it last week, once Kirk Cousins gets going in a game, it's almost impossible yeah. to stop them. Now, yeah. if the Giants had a better passing game, I probably would say, you know what, this is going to be a high-scoring game. The Giants will keep it within three. But the Giants have virtually no passing game whatsoever. And yeah. I know you could try to run it, and Saquon looks like he's back to being Saquon again as he was the first five or six weeks of the season. He had one of his best games, and he played a, a very important part in that fourth quarter. But the, the thing the Giants didn't do is they didn't score. <laughs> uh, I'm aware. And if it weren't for a couple <laughs> of blown calls by the referees in, this, in that game against Washington, maybe that oh, outcome is different. Erroneous. Erroneous no, on both counts. No, it's not erroneous. So I, you know, I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to lay the points. I did that on WFAN this week. And the reason for that, like I said, is I worry about the Giants secondary, yeah. and I don't like the Giants passing game against the Vikings defense. No, I'm with you. And and I know, yes, there may or may not have been a little bit of contact in the end zone on the last play. That's all I'll say. Got his draped all over him. Gave him a big hug. I mean, you just hate to see it. All right, listen, I wanted to have a little fun. You know, we've already we've 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 crushed Zach Wilson sufficiently. So in honor of the holidays, the giving of the gifts, and this is we're going to weave in and out of football and fun and the rest. So, for instance, Boomer, it's all the rage now, the gift giving between players, quarterbacks, position groups. What what, if anything, was the best gift a teammate gave you? You know, um, you know, I get a lot of gift uh, gift cards back in the day. You got to remember, we weren't making the money that these guys are making today. You know, I gave watches out. I would give uh, shotguns out. I gave uh, cowboy boots out. I took my line out to dinner every Thursday night. Never missed a Thursday night in my career. Um, those were all the important things that I did. As far as gifts to me, um, I, I do remember receiving some nice gifts, uh, like like I said, gift cards and things of that nature. It's like, what do you give the guy that has everything? Ah, there it is. And that was a well, trouble that my teammates had with me. They thought I had everything when I really didn't. And by the okay. way, and by the yes. way, I did say this. If I mm. were playing today and I were making $40 million, because I, I extrapolated my my career earnings and I tried to attach them to what I would be making today if I were playing at the same level, and What's I came that? up with the number of $40 million per year. Good Christ. So if I were making $40 million <laughs> per year – I would probably give each of my offensive linemen a million dollars. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, you're right. When you're Pat Mahomes, you may as well show up with a duffel bag. Exactly. Uh, or give them private jet cards or something like that. You know, each guy gets $250,000 worth of gifts from me as your quarterback. I see. And by the way, people, if you laugh when you hear it, make no mistake about it. That's an act of self-preservation as much as anything. You're giving a gift to the guys <laughs> who keep you from getting killed. That's exactly it's right. It's important. Uh, does, does Santa Claus hate Zach Wilson? We can move. On. Well, you know, if he was a jet <laughs> teammate, I would say yes. <laughs> Good God. Um, are the Vikings an absolute Christmas present, whoever they face in the first round of the playoffs? Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't say whoever they face. I would say that if they face the lions, that would be a yes. problem. 
What if it was the Giants a second go around? No. With McKinney, with Adoree. Come on, give a little Christmas cheer. I can't. I can't. I just think the offense of the Giants is just too uh, abysmal. It's not great. All right. When is the last time you actually Christmas shopped? Not an assistant, not a family member, but you in an actual store. Uh, It would be this past Wednesday. Stunning. Uh, you, You know that I have three grandchildren. And I had to go buy them some toys and some clothes. Uh, they're I'm proud all, of you, man. They're all two years or younger, so they don't even know what Boompa is giving them, but uh, their parents do, <laughs> <laughs> which is important. Do not, do not ever utter that word again, or I will integrate it into this program in the playoffs. What word is that? Boompa? Yeah, that's who I am. I'm Boompa. <laughs> do I look like a grandpa? Do I look like, you know... Whatever that you, what, what did you call your grandparents? Grandpa? Yeah, grandpa. grandpa? I'm not a grandpa. I'm a boompa. A boompa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was the <laughs> Scones, if he doesn't think that one's coming out in the playoffs, I don't know what to tell you. What was the, the last Patriots play, the ending of that game? Was that the biggest gift you've seen in league history? You know, it was a huge gift. I played in a game against the 49ers in 1987. It was week two. We were up six points with 54 seconds ago. We had the ball. They had all three timeouts. They ran all three timeouts on fourth down instead of taking a safety or punting it away. With six or eight seconds left to go in the game, Sam Weiss decided to run a play. We got tackled within only two seconds, came off the clock, and then they threw a Hail Mary to uh, Jerry Rice. So... <sighs> I, I've had nightmares of that particular scenario for since it took place. Um, but then when I saw what happened between the Patriots and the Raiders, I was just floored and mortified for Jacoby Myers. I could not believe what I just saw. And then you actually thought they were going to put a gravestone on the field for Mac Jones after the <laughs> stiff arm he received. <laughs> I mean, you cannot blame Mac Jones for that. I, I mean, come on. Just... I mean, I heard somebody on ESPN blaming Mac Jones for not making a tackle. And I'm like, what wait, what was he supposed out? to do? I'd be like, of, of all the things that could happen to you as a quarterback in a game, okay, I could throw an interception and somebody could pick six hit and I got to go try to make a tackle. Or I could be like Dan Marino and just walk off the field. Uh, but Ooh. I wasn't Dan Marino, so I had to go try Ooh, to make the tackle. Fired. But uh, to have Mac Jones in that situation is the most ridiculous and absurd thing I think I've ever seen in my in my lifetime as both an NFL player and an NFL analyst. All right, QB gift guide. So this is simple. Boompa hands out some gifts for these fine quarterbacks or what their teams need to give them to get them back on track. Start with your favorite guy in the world, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to give him Jordan Peterson's new book, and I'm going to let him read it, and I'm going to let him uh, understand exactly what uh, Jordan Peterson's talking about, and then I'd have him go have a couple sessions with Jordan Peterson just so he can find his centerpiece kind of work it all out and not be so unlikable he just got to uh, find his he's got to find his center you know what i mean like he's he bitches and moans about a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense when you're when you're him and why would yeah. you well, but maybe lay off the shrooms there's an idea let's just uh, center let's just center ourselves and let's let's find out who we are where we are and then come back next year and be the mvp again daniel jones you know, I would I would give him a a new contract, but it would be modified. It would not be the money that you know most of these starting quarterbacks in the league are going to get. I'd give him a fair contract offer, and I would advise him to take it because I can't imagine him having much more success anywhere else. No, you know what I would give him the most expensive, accomplished wide receiver I could get my hands on. Yep, kid needs weapons, man, badly, and a center that would help too. Um, 
Ah, the danger witch, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Uh, I'd give him a, a plane ticket out of Denver as soon as the season is over. And, <laughs> and, I, and maybe I'd send him to Peru to go find himself uh, and get away from the Denver Bronco fans. They are killing him. They're killing the team. Uh, they're killing the coach. Uh, you know, his backup comes in, and he lo- actually looks like he can run an offense the way that a quarterback is supposed to yeah. run an offense. So I would say I would send him out of town in, in, with a plane ticket as quickly as I possibly could just to get him away from all the negativity. I, and it's, it's the right thing, but I don't, right. it's, I don't know how they do it. Um, Dak Prescott. What would I give Dak Prescott? i give him a book on turnovers. And I would, I would, it would accentuate what turnovers do to your team and how those turnovers just magnify everything that you do. And even though they're not all of your fault and they are sometimes the fault of your receivers, you know, you got to be more careful where you're putting the ball because ultimately, you know, Cooper Rush point showed everybody that you could play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. You don't have to throw the ball 35 times and you can win a game as long as you don't turn it over. Yeah, and he is uh, booms. He has thrown some of the most mind-boggling interceptions. Not just in Jacksonville. I mean, it's like Dak. What are what are you doing? All right, Justin Fields. I would give him two wide receivers, and I'd give him two offensive tackles, and I would try to build around him the way that uh, the Bengals have built around Joe Burrow, the Bills mm-hmm. have built around Josh Allen, and the way the Eagles have built around Jalen Hurts. And I would say everything I can this offseason is try to get as many of those great offensive players around my young, budding superstar quarterback that needs as much help as he could possibly get. Yeah, hell, build it the way they're building around Jared Goff, Booms. They got three Pro Bowl caliber linemen, good backs, good wideouts. Yeah, just insulate the kid. Watch what happens when you give a quarterback help. It can be an incredible thing. I do like his offensive coordinator. I like the way they adjusted their whole way of doing things right after their bye week, and certainly he has flourished under the the new way of using him and his abilities. All right, and the last one, quickly. It's just thumbs up or thumbs down. You don't strike me as a Christmas music guy. I am. Talk to me. Yes or no to Christmas music? Yeah, I like Christmas music. Yeah, very Stop. much so. I told you, I, 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 I had my Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. Oh, my. Okay. Love, All right, love noted. the spirit. And then you could see in my studio here in New York, I demanded CBS step up. I love it. And, and dress me up and dress us up here with the holiday spirit. It's beautiful. It's regal. All right, let's get to uh, Boom's final word before holiday time. What you say after this don't matter. This is the final word. You know, a number of these quarterbacks are on the road now, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on these guys. Guys like, you know, Daniel Jones going into Minnesota. You know, I I think that the Giants have made their decision to keep him here, Mike, long-term. But, boy, I'll tell you what, winning a game like this in Minnesota and kind of cementing their way into the playoffs – I think that would do a lot for his career without question. Dak Prescott, he's playing against Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is not in this game. Think of the pressure that is on his shoulders to go out there and perform and not turn the ball over against this defense. Tons. And then, of course, Malik Willis. He's got to try to save the Tennessee Titans season. He hasn't been very good, and I would say that there's a huge amount of pressure on him going against Houston this week. All right, people. Everybody have a wonderful Christmas. That is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We will talk to you next week. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.